Hockey Podcast. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> My name is Dakota. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I just I just want playoff hockey to start. That's all I want. I you know I think about how I'm ready for these games to be over, and then I also think about how there's not going to be a lot of games for about four or five months. So maybe I don't want these games to be over. No, let so me, no, I don't want playoff hockey to start. Fuck you. Let me repeat your question back to you. Who the fuck are you? Can't even hold a fucking note. <laughs> you suck. That's right. We have another switch in the cast here. <laughs> We're now just a viral YouTube video from 2011 podcast now. <laughs> you can't even hold the fucking topic. You have no respect for the words that serve as the foundation for conversation. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> fuck, dude. You're flat. <laughs> You're boring. I watched Nathan McKinnon in 2017. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> right, so. I watched the Avalanche in 2017. Who the fuck are you? At this point, we have to include the entire clip at the front of the podcast. This makes sense. Just play the entire eight-minute-long yeah, fucking entire video. <laughs> um, we have song. to make it eight-bit somehow. <laughs> oh, just oh, well. crush the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the voices you hear with me are Jake. Uh, that's who the fuck I am. I bought a base. I'm drunk. What up? <laughs> Devin. Yo, what's up? Dylan. Hey. And Indy. Yep, that's me. See, I have an issue. Yeah. Dakota says fun stuff. I say fun stuff. Indy had a wacky fun time voice. Y'all need to up your goddamn game. I I was going to say I'm tired, but I figure that's not a very fun thing to start off a podcast with. It's also <laughs> apparent. Pick up the goddamn energy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> fuck. You can't, you can't even hold a note. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? This is true. I just watched a DMVR get drunk for 100 years, and I also decided to join them. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, since the last time we uh, we talked to you guys, four games have played out for the Avalanche. We're still sitting uh, pretty firmly in that number two spot in the division. Clinch the playoffs. I think you mean only one game has happened since we last had a podcast. Uh, no, two. two. Smile. At least two. Yeah, we had two good ones. Yeah. You mean two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two. Yeah. Two worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> Us playing in St. Louis does not exist because those games never really exist. Define worth watching. Like, um, what what happened was they just sat there in St. Louis for like two weeks. All they had was fried ravioli. Couldn't do anything. Looking oh. at that stupid fucking arch every day and they were like, fuck this. I'm done. I just ripped a fat burp and I muted myself before it happened, unlike to certain somebody. Um, and Discord was like, you know you're muted, right? You didn't want everybody to hear that? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want the world to know you burped? I'd say that's an important part of the conversation. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Because otherwise we just get into a tangent talking about your burp. 
that we yeah. never heard. This is yep. true. <laughs> Listen, this is pure entertainment. Fuck you. <laughs> and not only fuck you, who the fuck are you? <laughs> All right. So first game that we haven't covered on this podcast, uh, the Avalanche lose four to one to the Blues. They look bad the whole time. Everybody's bad. Nathan McKinnon has a shit game. Uh, Grubauer, Ranton, and Don Square were all out because of the COVID protocols that we mentioned last week. We forget about that one. It doesn't matter. No relevance to Didn't the happen. to the season at all. Like, just it's a figment of your imagination. Like yeah, fuck that game. I'm not here for the fucking bad vibes. I'm here for the immaculate ones. Exactly, which is why we're skipping through it, right? <laughs> Listen. I just have to say, fuck the blues. That's it. Fuck yeah. the blues. FTB. That's it. That's um, all you need to they're know. They're bitches. That's all you need to know. Um, second game was Vegas five to two. Uh, team played good. Dubnik was awful. Definitely his worst game as an Avalanche player, and the Avalanche lose because of it. Dub well, more like poob. I was about to say Got also. Him. Marc-Andre Fleury was absolutely ridiculous that game. Yeah, he was. Flower hates the Avs, bro. He sure does. Flower hates the Avs. Every time he plays us, he's just like, you know, Dominic Hasek mixed with Patrick Roy. Roy. Oh. Roy, damn. <laughs> Hold up. Damn. You're going to have to show Hold me up. your Avalanche membership card. Uh, the drunk turned up, bro. I'll show you my 12 jerseys. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? I skated Patrick Wall onto the ice in 1999. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, again, it's a situation where Grubauer, Ranton, and Donskoy were gone. Very important pieces for the team. Like the game, that game just doesn't even matter because it's not representative of what the team's going to be in the postseason. Yep. You know, speaking of missing people, though. Yeah. I'm gonna do on a tangent and say we totally figured it out tonight. We had two dog shit defensemen on the bottom pair, and it was like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, missing sod sucks, dude. He's so. Oh good. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Avs kind of outplayed the Golden Knights. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, From a fancy stat perspective, the odds were in the Avs' favor. Doomnick let in some really rough ones. Yo, a video popped up on my Twitter, and every LA Kings player walked up and like hugged Ryan Miller and gave him a handshake after the game. Damn. Hell yeah. Good shit. Right. That's hockey related. That's podcast content. It is. Yeah, we'll 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 circle around back to that when we talk about him because he is in our in our show notes. Uh, Ryan Miller's retirement announcement. But that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Good to see sportsmanship like that out there. Uh, so the first game that's worth talking about: the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> shut out the San Jose Sharks three nothing is the final score. Uh, the third game that the happened game over this, of this past week. week. Yeah, the first Smile. game, yeah. That's right, not the third, the first. Um, Big line showed up. Big big names showed up. 
Landeskog, Makar, and Rantanen scored the goals. Yes. Miko returned. I was Where so is turned. this info for me? Why do you have the secret Discord info? It's called NHL.com. Post it. <laughs> what kind of host? What kind of host are you? <laughs> this fucking secret Discord deck. See, this is what I used to do while you guys there were you just go. talking. I would just sit it in on <laughs> No, you take a screenshot and you put it in the show info. notes. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but yeah, the big boy showed up. Kale McCarr was out of his mind. Yeah. I opened Actual... a new beer and brought it to my face, and I brought it to my face too quickly, and now I have beard beer. <sighs> I spilled the beer all over myself, okay? That game was sick, though. <laughs> Just like the bad games, that beer doesn't exist. Yep. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> So yeah, there was a little bit of a stretch of frustrating hockey. The Avs lost three in a row. And then uh kind of returned the form in these last two games. Which is uh which is nice. Very. Yes. Um Yeah, I would say it's a really good. I feel like a large part of these last two wins has been the COVID protocol boys getting back. Yes. The zooming resuming. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be anything. <laughs> the Discord tech is to have me be tired every time. I thought they would be very slow and have a couple bad games. I was wrong. Yep. Makar uh, is amazing. Uh,. The he wasn't a COVID amazing. boy loser. That's fine, but he came back. That's good. The return of the back. king. He came back from the previous game. <laughs> yeah, I know. He didn't look super good that previous game, so I guess if you he, he was minus good, eight in his previous four game. games, and then he was like, "Okay, well, enough of this." Yep. He was like, uh, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna look like Jackie or I mean, Quinn Hughes." All right, look, I'm just pogged that Makar is playing good. Okay. Yeah. When when Makar is on, it's like the team goes to a whole different level. Um, and luckily, we were able to witness like Kale Makar and Nathan McKinnon just at like peak performance mode. Like it could though... be said that Kale Makar is the best defenseman in the league by people with brains. <laughs> Adam, who? Who Fox? No, fuck that. It's Kale Makar. He better win the goddamn Norris after all this shit. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck if he missed a bunch of games. Adam Fox can lick these nuts. It's McCarr time. Yeah. Yeah, dude deserves the Norris. He's been unreal. Isn't he the only point-per-game defenseman? Uh, I was about to say, right is he now? still on He's the only point-per-game point defenseman the Avalanche have ever had. Yeah, but, you know, there's a team called the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they cheat to get good players, and I'm wondering how they're doing. Edmund's actually been dog shit. It's been funny. Yeah, you should go check out like Jay Fresh and like Dom at the Athletic and all that stuff. Yeah. They've actually been like, wait, Edmund's been bad and has had like a really rough season. Not like, you know, objectively bad. You know, he's not playing like Ryan Graves or anything, but um, <laughs> um <laughs> ha, ha, fuck you know. Graves, haha. Ha. 
<laughs> he has not he has not had a Norris season is the point. So Kale McCarr is sitting at one point zero three points per game right now. Um and then the only other two players that are at a point per game are nobodies who've only played one game and gotten a single point. Um beyond Yeah, that, it's like point per game more than twenty games yeah, played more is than normally the played is usually the, the distinction. Um but so the second place defenseman in that mix is Adam Fox sitting at 0.92. Very respectable, but that's not point per game. It's just close to it. Sounds like a lot less than Makar has. A whole 10% less. I was about to say, 10% yeah, is a big percent. Less. No, I mean, it is. He's not wrong. It definitely is. <laughs> you do be spitting straight facts, though. So, yeah. Makar. Norris. Name a better pair. Patrick Kane and hurting people. Not Patrick Kane, Evander Kane, sorry. Damn, wrong Kane. <laughs> wrong Kane. <laughs> you had Kane, Kane and Taves. Uh, yeah, Patrick Kane. Night. Patrick Kane only hurts uh, cab drivers. Evander Kane is the one who hurts hockey yeah, players. Over, over 20 cents. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Kel McCarr was on, Nathan McKinnon was on. He wasn't able to uh, get a shot on goal that entire game, but man, was McKinnon flying. It kind of pissed me off. I had money on McKinnon shots on goal, which was over 3.5. And I had money on uh, Kadri scoring a goal. Um, and neither of those happened. But it was frustrating because McKinnon actually just looked amazing. He was dangling through defensemen constantly. Like, he just looked good. He looked like McKinnon. He just didn't get a shot on goal. He got... You'd have to you'd have to look at the stats to see the shot attempts, honestly, but... Fuck, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, he looked, like, really good. People were kind of shitting on him, and I was like, did you watch the game? The answer's no, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and the Cadre's been... Ugh. <laughs> he looked better tonight. He um, looked far better tonight. As not that that's a as high as much as some as much as some Discord people would love to shit on him. Um, he looked a lot better. But man, Mighty needs to score. Nineteen games is going to be the next. You know, nineteen games without a goal is the stat right now. Yeah, they uh, um, they moved him down to the third line. Yeah, meanwhile, New Hook is two points per game in the AHL. Like. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The halves are going to be really sick when it comes to forwards. It's going to be so unreal. Uh, so the last game happened tonight. The Avalanche beat the Sharks four to three, and uh, this was just five to three. Smile. This was just a complete housing, <laughs> right? Like the score is like one goal away, so it looks close, but there was never a chance in hell that the Avalanche were going to let this. Wait, no, it it is five to three. What are you? Oh, that's right. No, never mind. No, because there was the one they called off because the dude shook his helmet off. Yeah. And then there was the one that they shouldn't have gotten because the dude pulled the stick with his legs and twisted Dubnik. So the I actual thought, score uh, was five to two. Smile. Yep. Yeah. I actually think that was totally goalie interference. Dubnik definitely tried to sell it. He did a oh, little. Yeah. He did a little pirouette, and I think that's why they called it. A good goal. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say. Uh, they sat there and looked at Dubnik and said, "Um, no, we're not calling this for you. Go fuck yourself." Yeah. Yeah. 
but the dude skated through the crease, the, the top of the crease, but through the crease, and ended up catching yeah, he pulled dude him. Nick's um, stick between his legs and just kind of pulled him. Yeah. He also dragged his uh, foot through his pads and pulled his pads that way, too, so he had multiple things pulling him to the left. Yeah, personally, when I was watching it, I could have seen it go either way because I did see, like, Nick kind of sell it, but, like, come on, man. You know, I was actually just saying that they never, the Dylan and Devin never saw, like, a true goal interference, like, controversy. And I don't know if I would say this qualifies, but it's definitely, like, kind of funny that it happened right after I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was goal interference. I think Dubnik sold it and kind of screwed himself if I'm going to be honest. But I do think yeah, it was goalie think interference. That makes a lot of sense. I think that that's a reasonable take. Um, I'm not like sitting here screaming about it super mad. Even if we lost and that was the impetus, I don't know if I would be. I think it was close enough for me to be like, whatever, bro. But Yeah. Oh, it's definitely close either way. There are some goalie interference calls that I'm like actually just so mad screaming at the screen, but that wasn't one of them. It's definitely so, tame compared to some of the stuff we've seen. Um, so yeah, it, this one was interesting because, like, like I said, four to three is a close scoreline. Didn't look that close on the ice. <laughs> um, and the Avalanche kind of got goalied. <laughs> they were they were playing out of their minds tonight, boys. This is one of their best games all season, bar none. Yeah. I almost said bar down because I'm drunk, which would have been really funny, but bar none. <laughs> <laughs> bar down, just like Patrick Nemeth goals, bro. Yes. Nemo. Jesus. That was a good goal. Very hype. I did not have uh, Patrick Nemeth almost getting the game-winning goal on my bingo card. You'll have to forgive me for that one. <laughs> but it looked yeah, so was good. Weird, it was a weird game. The score makes you think the Sharks were close. I don't know if I ever felt like that. No, never. Um, I feel like Doomnik was maybe the the difference maker for the Sharks also, there. Like, it's weird, right? Because you have like that first one that he should have had, and that sucks. And your backup goalie is going to let one or two of those go by, right? And then the other two are like potentially controversial fucking goaltender interference and a weird bounce he had no chance on. So like, realistically... That notably went off Devontae's. Yeah. <laughs> that Accidental master went of the off Devontae's and then went off of I don't know how he does it. Net. I think the reality is that he's so good at blocking shots and getting in front of offense oh, yeah. that it just naturally goes in sometimes because of weird bounces well, so and that I, he's been unlucky. Yeah. But he's he's literally been our best defensive defenseman and is also like our own goal leader by like the entirety of the abs ever. <laughs> Also, like, I, I think he just puts himself in that shooting lane, right? Like, he knows where the shooter is going to be. And then just because he's no, that's there what I'm so, saying. so often, yeah. Like, statistically Like, he's speaking, so good at being in the way that sometimes that being in the way just makes just a weird fucking bounce go yeah. past yeah. the goalie. Um, But you have people that are mad at him for that. And I think, like, as no. much as it sucks, he blocks so much shit and kills so much offense from the other team. The it's body. fucking hilarious there yeah. than not yeah yeah he's an extra there host. is something to be said for letting the goalie make a save but you know what are you gonna do 
What you can do when you have Doomnik behind you, you're gonna block the goddamn shot <laughs> if you can. Yeah. But the only time I was like generally kind of upset by a own goal for him was the one where he like just slapped it in past Doomnik. Yeah, he took an actual shot and just shot a fly ball. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, oh. <laughs> like shit. that's the only time where I was like, Taves, what? He was what trying to hit it behind the net and got it into the net oh, yeah. instead. Like, oh. <laughs> I just wouldn't even take that chance. Just try to bank it off the corner. Hope it goes flying out. Yeah, so uh, anybody who has their pitchforks at the ready for Devon Taves, uh, reconsider your life. But, like, uh, so aside from that, man, the vibes are fucking immaculate tonight. Yeah, tonight it was really good. Yeah, I It's like funny, the... after the last two games, the three-game lo- three losing streak, nobody's talking about it. <laughs> Dude, everybody was exploding that after that Blues loss, and especially there's a after certain, the Vegas loss. There's a certain Ryan that hasn't shown up in the certain chat in either of the wins after being in every loss. <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm, weird how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you're only here for the losses. I wonder who. Yeah, I swear there are people that are only there for the losses. You gotta be here for the vibes, dude. People were like, I turned off DNVR tonight because they were too drunk, and I was like, it was fun, though. <laughs> bro. <laughs> this can't well, hang out, people... huh? Dude, just have fun, bro. And when there were people that were like, I feel bad for Allie, but Allie was just playing it up for fun, dude. <laughs> she was playing up the, like, sick of it over it mom vibe just for a good time. Like, it's okay. Oh, yeah. No. Don't she, take she podcasting so seriously. Evidently, we don't. <laughs> I talked about cum pancakes last week. Like, what, are you going to be mad at me? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about cum well, romance earlier today. I was about to say someone might be. Listen, in order for people to get mad at you, there'd have to be somebody listening, eh? Hey, you know, one day. We're sitting here, we're vibing, we're having a good time. Like, it'll happen. No, it'll be sick. Like, two years from now, people will go back to this episode and they'll be like, oh, we should cancel these losers. What the fuck is up with them? <laughs> I don't know if we said people anything worth canceling. People are going to cancel canceling. us about cum pancakes. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended because I can't cum. Cum pancakes are a universal My good. My was a cum pancake. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> there were people... That we're like, we're going to get fucking housed by the Sharks before that first game. Like, this team just doesn't have what it takes to compete. You can't come back from when they're behind. Good teams find a way, blah, blah, blah. There was some dude dude in in Dater's mentions, which, to be fair, if you're not blocked by Dater, you're doing something wrong. Um, Who was like, we're setting up to get fucking swept by Mini in round one. And I was like, shut up, bitch. Like, it's, it's stupid because... The moment that anything negative happens or anything that is like not winning every game eight to nothing, people are just really quick to overreact and be like, dude, you got a fucking. Oh. Nathan McKinnon is scuffed. What a fucking bust. It's casual Denver sports fans, right? Yeah. Like, you get the best of it and you get the worst of it. You know, you get to vibe when Nikola Jokic gets 20 points in one period, right? But you also get when he gets one point in one period and everybody bitches about it. Like, you know, the reality of hockey is that it's not as easily quantifiable as a football or a basketball is, right? Yeah. 
It just isn't. And there's a lot of randomness. There's a lot of like yeah. non-conventional successes and failures that you don't see in other sports. And, you know, unless you're an avid hockey follower, you can't pick up on that. So you get a lot of people being really shitty about hockey when the reality is sometimes you're going to lose 5-2 to fucking Vegas, even though you butt fuck them the whole game. Look, you know, we're not we're not watching robots play. That wouldn't be nearly no. as fun. Sometimes you're going to go three, four against the Sharks, even though you literally dominated every second of the entire game. It's just the reality. Yeah, that's hockey, baby. Um, I, I think that that's a really good point, because as somebody who um watches a and lot I'm of sports. I'm so drunk making that point. <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who watches a lot of sports. The teams that are dominant, like the cream of the crop, the best teams in the NHL, do not consistently get the same results, that same sort of domination that you see in a football or a baseball or a basketball, right? Where you just don't have your teams, Golden State Warriors, right? Like, yeah. it just doesn't have the best teams, the Avs and the like Lightning, I guess. Hurricanes they're are actually not, the top of the league right now. Yeah, the Hurricanes, but they're not, they're winning sixty percent of their games. They're not winning eighty or ninety, right? Yeah. You know, when you watch the Nuggets and you see them go against the Golden State Warriors, it's a battle and it's a predictable one. And usually, the Golden State Warriors wins, and that's predictable. It's just the way it is. Especially with Jamal Murray and all these people out, right? But when you watch the you know, when you watch the Nuggets go up against like the Rockets, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, and Michael Porter Jr. is going to have like nine three pointers and Nikola Jokic is going to have 50 points. And, you know, and, like, you know, you can make those predictions and even more so with football. But in hockey, nah, dude, it's not there. Yeah. The and... game is on ice. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're watching Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid be sick, you're watching them get one point a night, maybe, right? Unless you're playing the Ottawa Senators, in which case you'll get 21 points in eight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But McKinnon had a 15 game point streak, and it's not like he was having three goals a game, as he'd have an assist or something. Yeah. He still looked sick. He still looked good. But your casual sports fan's going to be like, eh, you know, he didn't, he didn't score like a hat trick. When's the last time McKinnon had a hat trick? It's that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and it could be frustrating. Because as a person, one of the three on this podcast that watched that horrible Are you sure you're season, a person? I have my doubts, but, you know, for the time being, let's proceed under the assumption that I am. Um... <laughs> We watched nope. that cursed avalanche season, that 48-point season, fucking less than a quarter of the games won. And I watched every game that season, all the way through. I watched every game, but like the last five or six, because at some point I was like, why, why would I even do this to myself anymore? I watched <laughs> us get 10-0'd by the Canadians. Oh, yeah. Or was it 10-1? It might have been 10-1. But I, I watched us get scored on 10 times. These boys haven't seen that. The apps haven't even done it. The close they've gotten is 8. And that was rare. Yeah. And only through special teams. But these boys haven't seen a game where somebody's just been so thoroughly butt-fucked. 
And I sat through every Avs game that season. And I'm not going to use that as a badge of honor to hold other other people. I'm going to use it as a badge of honor to say, fuck, I love this team and I really want to see them win. But, you know, you don't see that. That's not happening this year. Well, so my point is, like, the difference is night and day. Right? I have seen Avalanche Oh, yeah. What was that second line you posted? (laughs) What? What was that lineup you posted the other day? It was the sixteen seventeen oh, season. Oh yeah, it was the like it was seventeen eighteen or something like that because yeah, it was seventeen eighteen because um, Andrew Ghetto because Calvert and... was on there. So it was Calvert, yeah. the first line: Nathan McKinnon, uh, uh, Alex Kerfoot on the left wing, Sven Andrew on the right wing, Tyson Jost at two C, which at the time shouldn't have happened. He's two C now, but he's earned that spot right on a good team. Left wing, Gabriel Landeskog. Right wing, Matt Calvert. Matt Calvert was a fourth-line guy on the team, right? But he's playing second-line minutes there, and honestly, I can't blame them for doing that compared to the other guys that we have on this list. Third line, centered by Carl Soderberg. Rantanen and Nieto on the wings. Like, this was before they discovered what a gem Miko Rantanen was. This was the season that he came into his own, where he earned that top spot from Sven Andrigetto, and I think they moved Cal- Calvert down to the third line. Um, fourth, Dude, line I was... fourth line is uh, Agazino, AJ Greer, and Conrad. Oh, oh. Agazino, dude. Okay, so I was saying tonight, our second line is Jost Nuke Burakovsky. Imagine if you went back in time three years and told an outsider that that was our second line, they would stop watching hockey. <laughs> yeah, They would say it wasn't oh, yeah, worth that... it to follow the team because Burkowski was on the Capitals and was a third slash fourth liner, not producing for shit. Nuke was in the middle of never scoring, and I think he was in Russia at that time because he was so bad he couldn't even crack a star's roster. Yeah. Yep. And Jost was, we all know Jost. I don't, know, I don't know if the boys know Jost from a couple of years ago, but he was basically useless. He was rough. Yeah, he, he was a ghost. We and said so that if you go he, back... We, sorry, we said that he was potentially going to be moved from this team at the beginning of the year for a reason, and he's really blown our minds this year. Yeah, and if so if you go back and you say, this is our second line this year, everybody's like, what? I'm done with hockey. The rebuild has failed. These players are trash. And they found their way. Yeah. Um. Now, I think yeah. if you say Brandon Saad, Nazem Kadri, and Andre Burakovsky, you feel a little bit better about it, but, you know, Saad's injured, Kadri's doing whatever. Um, Burr is still there, right? But, um, fuck, dude. Like, the Avs have come a really long way with players who they took gambles on and didn't, you know, necessarily know if they'd work out or not. Nuke is insane. Nuke, Nuke is doesn't unreal. score. He doesn't score, and that's okay. But Nuke... Even tonight, he had like three opportunities where we were shorthanded and he got the puck from the people just by forechecking. How do you do that against NHL players? He plays he plays like I play Chell. <laughs> where I'm just like constantly like on the forecheck, constantly just like, you know, trying to poke check and steal the puck, and it usually works because like whatever, AI is easy to manipulate. He's manipulating the AI of real motherfuckers. It's not AI, it's real eye. And he's doing it, man. It's sick. Um and Jost is doing it too. Neither of them score. I guess that's like why they're playing with Burakovsky, because Burakovsky scores. He scored tonight. Um he scores with the ladies because he's beautiful. 
but fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm just excited about this team. Dude, and, <laughs> and so, like, watching this team evolve, right? And, and, and some of the comments that really got to me, like, genuinely made me angry and definitely, like, made me know that the person who was making this comment knows absolutely not one fucking thing about what they are talking about are the comments about how this team has no heart. Dude, the times we've come back from two of like two of first periods and shit like that. And the times we've like fought and we've been gritty as fuck this season too, which people were always bitching about. Like this team has it, man. It just feels yeah. right. Well, they might say, get knocked out first round by St. Louis, but even so, like it just feels good, man. The team feels like the team that you'd expect to win a cup or something. Yeah. Yeah. The the issue that I see people now throw around is it's McKinnon and Rantanen who are, are being the mega greedy uh gritty people and they're like no, they can't be the gritty people. They're the stars. They can't do that. Then what they're going to be sitting in the box all the time. It's like fuck off. The guy wants to stand up for himself. Let him stand up for himself. Well, first of all, I recommend that you stop listening to the Anaheim announcers. Um, <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. No, I know. I'm just giving you shit. It was, I even hear that from other podcasts and stuff. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? Well, people are definitely saying, like, um, you know, don't break your hands, McKinnon, which I kind of agree with. But sometimes the best player in your team has got to throw down with a bitch who does some dumb shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so sometimes the best player in your team has got to fuck a dude up. Like, that's okay. So the reason that I bring this up, it's avalanche history time, boys. Um, oh, shit. Like, I, w oh, I man, would forgive you if maybe you said that the reason that the team doesn't have a heart is because they keep fucking Nathan McKinnon out of the heart trophy. But. Um, Damn. Ow. <laughs> Damn. But I will not accept this fucking slander when it comes to the character of this team. The reason that we are here is because the leadership of this team took the worst team in the history of the league and made them a playoff team the next year. They banded Dude, together. didn't have heart. They got rid of the people that were in the room that didn't want to be there. They got Matt rid Duchesne. of the naysayers. Matt Duchesne. <laughs> um, and they said, we are the Colorado Avalanche. We are better than this. We know we are better than this. And any time performance starts to dip, they wake themselves the fuck up, they hold each and other accountable done. and themselves, and mm -hmm. they get shit done. Yeah. That's why we're here. I wish the boys had the history. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think they've gotten a lot of it through us, but I wish the boys had the history of that season. I wish the boys had the history of everybody shit-talking Landeskog, saying he was the youngest coach ever until McDavid took that title, but I wish the boys had all that history, you know? I wish they had the roller coaster of the up and down, because coming into a season where you're the best team in the league is a lot different from seeing the progression, right? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, And I think that, you know, there's a lot of good hockey to be watched, right? And that's enjoyable, but part of me wishes they suffered with us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I just feel it's a sports team, right? Like, it's really easy to look at it and be like, you don't have any say on it. It's stupid to be attached. But like, there's something about it, man. 
there's something about following it, seeing it at its worst, and now seeing it at its best, and just being like, fucking let's go. Yeah. And seeing even where it could go with, like, New Hook and the AHL and stuff, like, I feel like there's a real connection there, and, you know, obviously I'm not gonna, like, you know, get super depressed and, like, upset if they lose and get knocked out of the playoffs, but... Oh, I'm gonna feel awful for a couple days, but it'll be fine. I'm not gonna feel terrible, but there are people out there who are, like, trying to be negative to prepare themselves for that. Yeah. Like the fucking idiot that's like, they're going to get swept by many in the first round. Like, that guy's just trying to make himself fear better preemptively, right? Yeah. He's trying to drop an I called it on you. Yeah. But the reality is, is like, man, it's sports. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, one of the reasons that I am so invested in hockey and so into this team has been that, like, steady growth, right? has been that like connection with my family right with my with my parents and my grandma fuck your parents your connection with me and our, my <laughs> fucking friends right? um but i'm like, your family bitch eat shit I, I remember suffering through that season i remember we traded away matt duchene and i was like oh fuck like I remember coming to your worse. house to watch games and just staring at my phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, this sucks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember game 82 in the 17-18 season. Like, the Avalanche oh. made the fucking playoffs. Nobody expected them to because they were the worst team in the league the year before. I don't know if I can fully communicate the feelings from that game. Uh, Do the boys know? I... I Posted like, a link last night, but I don't know if anybody. But they know, do they know the true situation? So the situation going in was it's the last game of the season, game eighty-two. There's one spot left open for the playoffs in our division, and there's only two teams that can get it: the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. If the St. Louis Blues get one point, they are in. So it can't go to overtime if the Avalanche want to make it. The Avalanche need to win that night. If they win, they are in. And they fucking decimated the Blues. Destroyed them, dude. It was and then an at the end of the slaughter. game, like, everybody's dogpiling on each other. Like, jumping into the air, landing on somebody who's on the ice, like, full-on-ass dogpiling. Um, and some of those players, like Mark Ribeiro, aren't even on the team anymore. But that, like, emotions in that moment were just like, oh, after a previous season of dog shit, Nothing's going to happen. We're fucked. It sucks. And then we fight to the very, very end. Down to the fucking wire, dude. And we get it. And yes, we get butt-fucked by Nashville in the first round. But Irrelevant. Even, but even then, hey, even then, right? That game won The gratification amazing. of getting somewhere after getting nowhere and the outlook being that we might not get anywhere for four or five years to four or five years later, we're a cup contender. But so here's the thing. It's good shit, man. We get the last spot in the playoffs, so we get to play the best team in the league the first round. The yeah. Nashville Predators, right? And they were competitive that entire series, with the exception of that last game. That very we played last some game, good games, yeah. They we played were, some good-ass games. They were within one or two goals, and they were fighting every single game. And P.K. Subban was holding McKinnon's head against the ice and punching him <laughs> in the head behind the play. and like Yeah, he still gets booed when he comes to Denver because of that. It's ridiculous, um, but also very fun. That's great. Um, 
But so we lose the first two games very close. We absolutely decimate them game three. Like, that was crazy. We lose game four, and then game five, facing elimination, the Avalanche just pull a win out of their asses with a third-string goalie that shouldn't be there and fucking Hamburglar ghetto getting a the hamburger with people throwing hamburgers on the ice yeah yeah love it. <laughs> what the hell the hamburger was the greatest story of that night. his name was, was andrew like... hammond and people literally just threw hamburgers on the ice <laughs> show is so good dude. he had the game of his fucking life that night it was like a wasn't it like a 50 somewhat sa- i feel like it was a high number amount of saves he made that night oh god I just wanted to say, like, forever. And all my boys here are gamers, so they know. But it was always really easy for me to look at sports and be like, that's dumb as fuck. Like, you know, they have, you have no agency over this. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just people playing sports, whatever. It's dumb. And I, I can't, I can only speak for myself, but I know some people here identify with this. But I grew up and was always like, fuck sports, right? <laughs> you know, I hate all sports. It's dumb. And at some point it clicked for me and following a team and seeing that shit and being there to cheer for it. Even if you have no agency, it's kind of freeing to just be like, let's go. I'm going to fucking cheer for this shit. It's going to be tight. Like I'm going to be here for the ups and the downs and like shit like game 82 and that Nashville series and shit like that. Like, man, makes you feel good. Yeah. So Sven and got that game winner, right? In that game five. Um, And Ghetto. And it happened and we saw it happen and me indy and our dad just jumped up and started hugging each other and jumping up and down in our living room like well i want to go to the bar for that shoot shit too and hug a stranger like the mvr bar and shit like oh my god like yeah i don't know if the boys have really gotten the full taste of that maybe once the playoffs are come and gone but there's some real shit you got from this man it feels good sports are tight I, I, like, get it after so many years of watching my dad, like, watch the Broncos and stuff. Being like, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I feel like I finally, like, get sports and get being a sports fan. And, you know, I like basketball okay. I like football okay. Baseball sucks. Um, Nothing's ever going to hit me like hockey does, but, like, fuck, bro. It feels real good. Yeah. Cheering for other people and having no agency in it, like, it's kind of tight. Yeah. (laughs) But so, like, we saw them be the worst team in the league. We saw them get the eighth seed and get crushed by the first seed, right? And then the year after that, they get the eighth seed again. They barely make it into the playoffs because they shit the bed, right? So we get the best team in the West, and we ruin their entire franchise. Two years later, we're still fucked. Calgary (laughs) has not recovered from that series. They were literally the best team in the league, almost. Yeah, they were like yeah, they, they were th- yeah they were the second they're best second game in the league. entire league. They were thought of as like world beaters, gonna be good for five years, like amazing. And we fisted them with both hands. Yeah, that literally for them to be the se- second best team that year it was literally all their star star players playing out of their minds and yeah. their goalie playing meh. The only the person who beat showed the up during that fuck out of them, dude. Yeah, I was about to say the only person who showed up during that series was their goalie. Everyone else was a stone. Yeah, they literally just turned over and died. Yeah. So then 
we move our make our way to the second round of the playoffs when we lose in game seven to an offside <laughs> dude it was the worst shit i think we've shown the clip right yeah we have we've shown them the clip where Landeskog is going for a line change, but the Sharks arena is fucking weird, so the yeah. line change is over the off is over the blue line. You guys saw that, right? You guys remember it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we literally lost because of that. Yeah. And so the DMVR joke tonight was Dubnik's job is to make sure Landeskog's onside. Yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> so like, no real expectations going into that year, but you saw what could happen, right? Because in, in the playoffs, anything can happen. And so last yeah. year, once again, we cruise through round one like it's nothing, and then round two we lose in a heartbreaking game seven. And well, there was some real expectation there, I would say. Two game seven losses in the second round. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It's awful. Um so to like the people that say that they don't have it, like they're using those round two exits as fuel for that but well but that's hockey baby but that's hockey if you're gonna make that argument well so then people people kept saying that the capitals wouldn't get over this hump whatsoever and Ovi would not have a single cup god it took them like what nine playoff experience like playoffs uh appearances until they literally did it they crushed their demons in the second round against the penguins and then just went flying off. Yeah, they and won was their just cup. beating the crap out of whoever the hell was in their way after that. Let's go. So yeah, like that was kind of a uh, a long derail trip down memory lane. But my point is, I've seen teams that didn't have it. I've seen Avalanche teams that didn't have it. None of those teams didn't have heart, right? Except for maybe that sixteen seventeen Avalanche season. But you know, we forget about that. And uh, every team since has had heart with Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> and um, this Avalanche team fucking has it, boys. It just feels right. It didn't feel right in the previous year. It just do. Last year, felt you know what like I mean? Crapshoot, but before that, I, I agree with you. It didn't seem like it was something that we should have been doing, right? Yeah, even last year, it didn't feel right. You know. It feels right this time. Everything feels like it's going to happen. It might not. You know, that's hockey. Only, you know, one in 31 teams win. But, fuck, man. Dude, okay, so listen. It'll definitely feel right if Connor Timmons keeps doing what he's been doing. We forgot to talk about our boy. Where do we put anybody in? Bo, McDonald, like, fuck, bro. Dude, like, the lineup being... Taves, Gerard, Graves, McCarr, fucking Byram Timmons. Like Graves is the closest thing we have to uh, to a defenseman that would be like worried about like a Jacob McDonald. He's the closest to expendable on the whole team, except for maybe like Pebbles. On the main roster, yeah. 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 The thing is, Pebbles is at least the uh, the room guy who keeps. Keeps everyone going. Yeah, and Bednar was deep throwing Pebbles tonight in the interviews. Yeah. He was like, Pebbles is great. He's a team first guy, never selfish. He's always about everybody else. I love him. And I can't blame him. He sucks hockey, kind of, but fuck, man. Yeah, no, Pebbles (laughs) is a cool guy. But uh, I don't, again, they're not saying the same things with Graves. So um, 
great greatest can get cut. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that fourth line was kind of flying at the beginning of tonight's game, like Pebbles included. Was there anybody that wasn't just like dominating? No. Comfort maybe. Mm. Renault, maybe. Oh, I'd say well, Renault and Burroughs look totally fine. Both of them, yeah, they look they, totally they, fine. They looked fine, but they didn't oh, look yeah. dominant. I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't call them dominant, but where normally I'd expect them to be like worrisome, they were f- perfectly serviceable defensemen. Like yeah. just totally fine. And the whole team tonight was just top to bottom. Naz looked fine. People were shitting on him a little bit because he didn't score, but he looked good, dude. The, Fuck. The, the, they're going to do that no matter what until he scores, and it's fine. And that's 19 games. I can't blame him, but, like, come yeah. on, man. And so I yeah. think that, like, that's one of the reasons that this year it feels right. Because last year when we would have, like, three or four defensemen injured, like, who do we have left? This year, it doesn't fucking matter how many defensemen we have out of here. Like, the next guy up is going to be, like, perfectly okay. Maybe not amazing. Not going to knock your socks off, but it'll be fine. Um, if if we have to call Milton, we we might be fucked. Yeah, we might be, but you know, we have Salamaki now, right? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, so yeah, it's um, I'm I'm looking forward to see, to seeing what this team has left in it when it comes playoff time, and like exactly what they can be. Because I think that they have, they have the drive and they have the talent to get it done. The playoffs, when it is revealed that they haven't even reached their final form. <laughs> oh yeah, McKen's not scoring a goal and two assists every night. <laughs> He's uh, hiding his power level, as they say. <laughs> this Jake guy is hiding his comments. I don't have comments. I'm drinking burr. Okay. <laughs> IPAs suck, bro. Oh, they do. I bought Brecken. I bought Breckenridge Juice Drip IPA, and I thought maybe it would taste like juice, but instead it just tastes like every other IPA I've ever had, and it suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I drank a strawberry sky in the middle of that though, and it was heavenly. It was the nectar of the gods gracing my lips. <laughs> Uh, well, screw it. Just pour both of them into the same glass. See what happens. <laughs> Sounds to me like you're gonna ruin one of those drinks. <laughs> so yeah, that's the avalanche. We've made our positions known. Avalanche are fucking sick. So moving on to some of the general news that happened since the last podcast. Uh, today it was confirmed that they are going to play the Women's World Championships. Uh, They are moving them to August. They will be held somewhere in Canada, but they have not chosen a location yet. August hockey. Man. It's like August, like, 30th or something like that, so, like, right before the preseason would start for the, uh, for the avalanche. Okay. So it doesn't really help the hockey drought, just makes the hockey start a little bit sooner. Hockey drought. (laughs) I was about to say, the drought just... Is a little shorter, yeah. which is a tad bit. Assuming everything goes red, of course, and they're able to have a regular, like, full-ass season next year, but we'll see how that goes. I will say that I'm maybe not overly optimistic about that based on the current trends, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, with vaccinations, I think things will be okay. I mean, you really want Canada to get vaccinated, but the U.S., I think I just saw the 50% of adults are vaccinated right now, so you're looking good. Yeah. Yeah. 
the goal is what 70 something percent right yeah it's 75 percent to really like lock down the problem is you have a bunch of other places that are like being gung-ho about it like especially in like south america and stuff where mutations are really possible and you know have proven to be detrimental mm-hmm. the hope is that you really get to a point where you can fight it off canada's struggling but you know, you'd hope by the end of the summer they figure it out right yeah um, in my defense, I don't know what you're talking about, but I came in with that one. So if that was out of the way, you could just cut it. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You actually, no, you segued in real it. nice. Okay, cool. Boggers. <laughs> um, but I was just talking about how they moved the women's world championship back to August 30th. Yeah, they haven't announced where it is, right? Oh, okay. They announced that it's at an undisclosed Canadian location. Yep, they just but have it's undisclosed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There may or may not be hockey happening here. Yeah, hockey happening in hockey Canada somewhere. Canada, Smile. Yeah. With ladies. Just walk into Canada, you might see a game. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what they should do? They should just, you know, say yellow, throw it into the uh, Seattle Kraken's new arena. Just throw it in there. Yeah. Now that they're officially an NHL hockey team, they uh, they paid off their last fee today. That was the other breaking news that happened this morning. They paid. They made their last payment. They can start uh, grabbing players now, signing free agents and stuff, making trades. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> obviously, I'm there, excited to see that team. There was likely no worry that um, that wasn't going to happen because you know it's uh, owned by like a bunch of billionaires. So, um, yeah, go Kraken, I guess. We'll. Uh, We'll have to see how they end up how they end up doing in the expansion draft and all that stuff before we can really say like how exciting they might be, but uh who knows? What if they pull off the Vegas story but they don't lose to the Capitals at the, the <laughs> Yeah, they don't lose to Alex Ovechkin <laughs> playing out of his mind and fucking Braden Holtby being insane. That'd be sick. I kinda want an expansion team to uh win the cup their first year. Not if it's at the expense yeah, was, of the Avalanche, of course, but, you know. I was about to say, that was a rough year to sit there and just be like, I want Ovi to win his cup, but I also want Vegas to win a cup. <laughs> yeah, I'm team Ovi deserves this, but I'm also team Chaos. I'm team fuck Ovi. Russia suck. <laughs> Why do you have to bring politics into it? <laughs> uh, no, it was actually just Putin editing the video for us. <laughs> Video producer Vladimir Putin. <laughs> you producer Putin. Oh no. Uh, Yo, that's um, big PP. We gotta have eight bit wide Putin now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law. Um, we touched on it earlier, but uh, Anaheim Ducks goalie Ryan Miller announced that he will be retiring at the end of the year. Um, yeah, dude. Every Kings player, all of them, hugged him, fist bumped him, fisted him. It was heartwarming. Aww. Yeah. Um, is, is that why they decided to lose that night? Six one, dude. No, again, they were just like, we feel bad that this guy's retiring here. We'll just give him a dub. Hey, I know you're from- a. Closet Kings fan and your girlfriend likes the Kings, so this one might have been a little bad, but 
good for them, I guess. Good for the Ducks. <laughs> I think that the um, I think that the expectation is that there is not much in the way of uh, playoff hopes for them, and I think that that's yeah, perfectly but the fine. Ducks. Um, and that they've got a decent uh prospect pipeline going on. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. It's just the Ducks. <laughs> ducks are rough. That one stings. That's was, a huge rivalry. I was trying to make sure that they didn't like release Trevor Zegras or something, and it's like, oh, he only had one one goal. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how bright the future is for like the Kings, but I'm not a fan, and I don't plan on being a fan because they just don't interest me that much. But sure, <sighs> you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like of all the teams I do know about, they seem like they have a pretty bright future. Six one to the Ducks, owie. Yeah, I, I will say that initially, like the beginning of their prospects stints with um the Ontario Reign, their AHL team, with the exception of maybe Kaliev, um, they started out slow. By Field and Turcotte specifically, uh, we're not meeting expectations. Turcotte is still not good, right? Um, I thought Turcotte picked it up, but I know I know Byfield definitely picked it up. He got the call up recently. Oh, did he? That's that's good for him. Uh, yeah, he did. I thought Turco was still pretty like mediocre at best, though. Let me pull up his. Um... I hope he is, because I wanted us to take him. Smile. <laughs> um, he's currently Steel, sitting at fifteen points in twenty-eight games, which. Yeah, that's bad. Well, with a slow start. Last though. ten, though. Uh, let me see what like his last ten, if I can. I don't know, because I'm assuming you're doing off of NHL.com, right? Uh, hold on. I was actually going off of Elite Prospects on that one. Oh, yeah, never mind, yeah. Um, they have a better, um... They have a better system for... Better, like, stat-keeping uh, system for, like, AHL and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I have to say, looking at the offerings from some of the advanced stat guys on Twitter... And the Patreons they have and stuff, they literally just take stats from NHL.com and input them into a, like, more visually appealing Trello-based or some other, like, Lucid chart or something um, setup and then sell it on a Patreon. And I'm sitting here like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just feeding stats into something that makes them look good, like it's kind of super low effort <laughs> yeah um, i'm like i could do that <laughs> i have the technical know-how and the time do it yeah do, do it, it. Don't. Um, don't let your fucking dreams be i'll memes. help you don't let your memes <laughs> be dreams um so yeah it looks like he's been um he had like a hot stretch kind of in the middle of the season um but even then it wasn't like super hot um, so yeah, I guess Turcotte has been struggling a bit, which is sad to see. His his draw was that he'd be pretty ready. I feel like the the explanation of Turcotte around draft time was he's not going to be super high ceiling, but he's going to be pretty ready right away. And I don't feel like that's been true. I feel like he's been kind of a letdown. Um, I'd be um, interested to see how much the COVID season had to yeah, like maybe. weigh into that um feels like a lot of the top slow well it kind of feels like a lot of the top build top build draft prospects have been kind of mediocre right kako lafreniere 
you know, Jack Hughes finally figured it out. But I feel like a lot of the people who have been like for sure number ones and twos that the abs have kind of dodged by getting fucked by the lottery have been actually kind of mediocre. It's been um yeah, that that's been weird. Um I think that it is reasonable to say that we should give them a couple years to see how they end up, right? Um because I mean Lafrenier for sure. Kako's a little worrisome at this point, but Yeah, I, I still see give Kako a year or two. Um I think that he could end up finding a groove. Um Jack Hughes is figuring it out. Not yeah. points wise, but he looks great. <laughs> yeah, I think we just get spoiled with the uh like McDavid's and McCars and shit of the world. Sometimes when it comes to like creating unrealistic expectations for prospects. Even like he's yeah, uh, he's gonna Miro he's gonna who got picked right before Makar. He was fucking unreal for a few years. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about... I mean, he's still... He's great. A lot of people were talking about him being the consensus number one. I think McCarr's really made his fucking case, but... Yeah. Um, A lot of people were trying to say Haskinen's better than McCarr, and I think I disagree, especially this year, but... I, yeah, I I'll say Haskinen this year is kind of, has kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit. Like, you disagree year, with me or you disagree year. with them? Uh... No, sorry, I, I, I disagree with people saying that Haskinen is better than Makar. Um, like, make no mistake, I would not hate to have a Miro Haskinen on the team, but I, I think... I'd be totally okay with choice. that. Same with Pedersen. Yeah. Pedersen's been a shame, actually. Yeah. Um, Just injuries, dude. I still, like, I get nightmares about that clip of him getting his head thrown on the ice. You know uh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Where he's, like, yeah. his breath is just coating his um visor. After he gets up and he's like stumbling to the bench, that shit still gives me like actual like uncomfy nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that's. Ugh. People said he was a McDavid good though, and then injuries have derailed it and just taken him out like almost the entire season. It's really awful, dude. Yeah, he he yeah, was, um, he was at the beginning of the year. He said that he had no confidence in himself, and he was just kind. He of sucked playing. all year, and then he was out with injuries for the rest of it, dude. It's awful. It really sucks. He seems like a really cool guy too. Listening to the Chibulus Pod uh, interview, I I could tell he was a cool guy when he murdered Matt Calvert and then was to, like <laughs> looking at the refs, going, "Yeah, this exactly. guy is injured out here. Stop the play!" And then he he's like, "I'm not trying to play like, hockey right now. Can we make yeah. sure he's okay?" And like the refs were like, "Nope." And he's like, "I guess, fuck, man. Like, this guy's bleeding through his ears on the ice. Can we stop? Can we get a whistle?" I mean, I know I'm trying to win a game here, but fuck. Yeah, I know nobody here listens to Checklitz really, but the Checklitz interview with him was really good. He just seems like a good dude. I hate it, dude. I hate seeing great players injured. I hate seeing any players injured, but like, fuck. I feel like the NHL really has this culture of trying to injure really great players. Well, you know? it has a culture of bad teams going like, well, we have nothing to play for. Uh, well, who's their number one star? All right. You even saw it from the Sharks tonight. Oh, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you can't keep up, you fucking take out their legs, right? Well, last game, they injured two Avs players, man. And you can say the Evander Kane one was on accident, but that dude knows what he's doing. He's smart enough. He's a good enough player. He knows exactly what's happening. I'll say, you're, you're throwing elbows in the air. When people are like, you can't, what are you going to do about the Gerard thing? Like, one, it should have been an icing. Fuck the linesman. Yeah. Two, you shouldn't have a, your fucking stick in his skates. Like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? Yeah. And also, don't. I hate it. Let just let up if you see him on his edges because you 
yeah. literally two feet away from the boards. That people argue One that was not a percent. trip or something because he was yeah. on his edges. I don't care if he's on his edges. Then you don't hit the guy into the boards that will break his ankles. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. ridiculous because hockey players know that that's a dangerous play, and the reason that that sort of icing exists is to stop that sort of play from happening before it happens. So well, and they I'm called it against the Avs a ton. That game and this game, they call it against the Avs a ton, where two guys are jogging for position and the Avs is in front, and they still call the no icing and let them ride into the boards and let it play out, where normally they'd call the icing. I've actually been perplexed because they never, ever, ever let that one go. They always call it icing, and we've been the benefactor of it zero times this season so, against this team in the last two games. It's yeah. been crazy. Yeah, and, and it's just a good rule to have because it, it protects your players. Like, the rule exists for a reason, and it's a good reason. Like, it was added after the 16-17 season, right? Where they can call icing if it's a two-person race. I'm not sure about that one. But Dylan and Devin, opinions on icing. Tell me. What do you think about icing? <laughs> what do we think about icing? Yeah. Tasty? <laughs> yes, it's delicious. I think it's fine. I mean, uh, it... it uh... All right. Well, so one, you know what icing is, right? Yeah. And so two, you see why two players racing into the boards trying to get an icing to be called or not called is dangerous, right? Yeah. And so normally to avoid the danger, they call it, right? Mm -hmm. They call it icing so the players don't hurt themselves. And Gerard was the result of them not doing that. Uh, it was a substandard play and he got hurt because of it. So that's why we're frustrated, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It sucks, um... dude. And yeah, he's out like... for two weeks. He might just be a precautionary trying to fully recover for the playoffs. But, you know, you never know. He could be hurt. He could be yeah. actually hurt and, like, go out in the middle of the playoffs. Like, who knows? But, fuck. And he's had a Norris caliber season. Yeah. I was about to say, he's, he's what, 15th in defenseman? Oh, sorry. 19th in defenseman in points. So... It will be interesting to see what the Avalanche do because they have a real shot at taking the number one spot from the Golden Knights. Uh, unfortunately, they won their game today. So the standings were pretty much evened up. They went on a real hot streak. We had a little bit of a, of a slump and we're bouncing back from that. So it'll be curious to see what happens if the Avalanche are going to start trying to rest people in order to make sure that their team is healthy so that they have a good chance to succeed in the playoffs or if they start making that push for the first place in the division for that home ice. Um, and it'll be especially interesting because we have one game left against Vegas and the rest of the season is against teams that have no realistic playoff chances. Just going to play the, try and play the spoiler and injure players. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that would be the only thing that they would that they could do is just be a dick and injure people and that that happens right it's not like we haven't seen that before but i would be curious to see in this weird covid season that everybody just wants it to be over with how engaged those uh those players would end up being you know i'm feeling good boys <laughs> 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 All right. 
so let's wrap up some news. We only have two more items on the docket. Um, first is the NHL signed another TV deal. Uh, the first one was with ESPN. Very exciting. Um, there were some rumors floating, floating around about who the second uh, partner would end up being. And it was not who it ended up being at all. There were no rumors about it. Yeah. Um, TBS, Turner Broadcasting, um, they picked up the deal, which is kind of cool. I'm looking forward to seeing some hockey on TNT. I mean, they have a huge basketball presence, and they really, really help the NBA. So hopefully the NHL benefits as such. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say Sounds goodbye, like NBC. a good thing to me. What is T? Because it's T TBS and TNT. What does TNT stand for? Turner News. Uh, something. Hold on. <laughs> I, I looked up TNT. Um, and got it's dynamite. 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 Uh, TNT. Turner Network Television. Turner Network Television. Okay. So yeah. Um, if uh, if Turner can work their magic. With hockey the same way that they did basketball, I think that that's a really uh, beneficial thing for the game. Um, for some reason, uh, HBO Max gets exclusive rights to the Winter Classic every year, which is... I was seeing that Turner had the HBO, the Winter Classic. It's going to be on HBO Max. I don't know if I believe you. Oh. So, again, to be fair, I don't care where it goes better than NBC. Because the NHL Turner deal is 70 NHL games including the Winter Classic, is what the wording said. Are they thinking of, like, giving HBO the, like, stadium series games if there's more of them? Or maybe even All-Star games? Or some weird stuff? Yeah, it says Turner will broadcast the annual Outdoor Winter Classic game in the deal. The reporters that I saw tweeting out said that HBO Max was getting the Winter Classic, but maybe they were mistaken. They were. Yeah. <laughs> this is from one New York Times. I am so drunk. Oh my god. He's beyond. I'm struggling, boys. He's beyond. <laughs> oh, maybe we should wrap Dreaming. up soon. Yeah. We, we no, let's have. keep going. Let's get down and dirty. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's exciting. NBC's been very uh stagnant and annoying. We've we've talked about them negatively quite yep. a bit. So seeing them move to some fresh uh broadcasting stations that seem like they really want to be a part of this thing. That sounds really good to me. Eat. Yeah. Uh and finally we mentioned that the Colorado Avalanche clinched a playoff spot, so we just wanted to go through the other teams that have clinched, uh, give you a sense of what this playoff picture looks like, the teams that you can expect to see in the postseason. Um, so far, the teams that have clinched are the Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fuck the, the Planters. <laughs> the Planters, huh? Fuck you. <laughs> um. <laughs> They are, they're in the playoffs. They're definitely going to be there. They clinched. The last spot is a battle between the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. It looks like Nashville might win that one, but 
the stars get so many loser points by going to overtime every like other game they play or whatever that it could edge them out um which would be really funny because the predators are a team that looked like they were going to sell the trade deadline before they were in a playoff spot and they decided to double down so having that blow up in their face would be kind of funny um in the honda west vegas colorado and minnesota have clinched the two teams that are going to be battling for a position that last spot are going to be the St. Louis Blues and the Arizona Coyotes. Looks like it's going to be St. Louis because they've been so hot, but Arizona might make a miracle comeback. I was about to say, Arizona might just pull off uh, an avalanche-like uh, Game 82 moment. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah they could. Um, I don't think they will, but, you know. Oh, no, I um oh kemper would have to stand on his head well kemper's injured he's been oh is he injured again oh, is he, oh did he I come back, he came back. Oh, okay i didn't realize yeah, he, he came, came back, back recently yeah oh well damn maybe they will do it kemper's kemper's a really good goalie worst host um going over to the scotia north the only team that has officially clinched are the toronto maple leaves um i would be very surprised if the top four in that division doesn't stay where they're at like it's toronto Edmonton. vancouver come from behind let's go <laughs> I, was, I was about to say vancouver I feel is like... the only one that might reasonably have a shot I, I feel like the last few games i've watched of montreal have been just such fucking shit shows i can see vancouver just if they if they go mega hot they can kick montreal out of that yeah. spot yeah but like so far, it's Toronto. They clinched. Edmonton is going to clinch. Winnipeg should clinch. Like yeah, Montreal is in a very good position to clinch. But I could see them losing it, like you said. But the only team that they would be able to lose it to would be Vancouver, and who knows? So yeah, I mean, if the standings there stay as as they are, we would get Toronto, Montreal in the playoffs, and that would be really funny because those teams hate each other, and then Montreal would get absolutely cleaned. Hey, people said that would that would happen to them last year against the Penguins, and look where they got. <laughs> Toronto might blow blow themselves up. It's possible. Eh, potentially, that would be really funny though if they lost to the Canadians in the first round. Oh yeah. Oh man, Toronto. Toronto would never hear. Dylan and Devin. Yep. Dylan and Devin. Opinions on the North Division. Uh, no comments. Canada, yeah. Who's your favorite Canadian team? Uh, the Canadians. <laughs> Do you know where they're from? <laughs> I didn't say, no, I I didn't say their city. I, was I didn't say their city. Say where are the Canadians from? I don't remember. <laughs> Montreal. I was, I was making funnies. But in your making funny, you named an actual NHL team, so. Oh, yeah, I know. What's your favorite team from New York? From New York? Yep. I don't even remember the name. They have three teams. Oh, do they really? I feel like New Jersey fans will get mad at you for having said that, but I'll allow it. It's the same <laughs> shit. I don't know. So the New York has the Devils, the Islanders, and the Rangers. And I guess you could say they also have the Buffalo Sabres. Well, that's not a team. 
uh speaking of that division uh the east the teams that have clinched are pittsburgh washington and the new york islanders looks like boston is going to clinch that last spot i would be very surprised with how well they have played that that was a really division. exceptional segue i had there yeah uh, actually it looks like boston is one point from clinching so that's all but settled there Taylor yeah. Hall has looked sick. Everyone who talks shit about him and said the F shouldn't give him is fucking stupid. Yep. Yeah, no. I got called a clown for saying the F should get Taylor Hall, and he's almost a point per game, so meh. Yeah, no. Like, people who were angry about Taylor Hall, again, just did not understand what happens when you take a good player and put him on a good team. <laughs> <laughs> Like, holy shit, what happens? He doesn't look like how he looked in Buffalo. He doesn't look like how he looked in Arizona. He'll be a good player. Or even New Jersey. New Jersey was awful when he was on that team, too. He won the heart on that goddamn team, so he can shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, we haven't seen Taylor Hall on a good team until now. Fuck Boston, but they're a good team. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much what the playoff picture is. Seems like pretty much everything is set in stone with the exception of the battles in the Central and the West. Um, so those are the names that you should be familiar with, that you should be on the lookout for. And uh, that's it for news. Damn. And the pot. Oh. Damn. This was a good one. Boys. I'm more drunk. I'm more drunk than I was, if you want to keep going. I mean, <laughs> at this point, we'd be totally just riffing. Yeah, the other problem is the other two are so tired and dead that I just bought a base. I'm all just... about riffing. Yeah, it would literally just be us three just constantly bouncing off of each other, and those two just sitting there going like, "Oh, I'm dead. not Yo, tired." Dude. Listen, bro, it's only twelve thirty-five. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's only two in the morning. Oh, sorry, two thirty-five over there. Nope, fuck them. Mountain <laughs> time is the only time. Eastern time zone erasure. So yeah, I mean, that's it for the podcast. If you've hung out with us this far, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter, at GritHockeyCast. If you want to follow me personally, I'm at KumoDere, that is K-U-M-O-D-E-R-E. If you want to follow the sober and or drunken ramblings of my co-host Jake, where can they find you? I'm no <laughs> That's right. Anime as leaders. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time I've had to do this joke. It's a great day. We, we never let a, it die. A tally of how many times we clean up anime's tally. Tally, <laughs> tally of how many times he has someone else call out his Twitter handle. Um, including the text-to-speech. Including text the other three do not have social media because they gave it up for Lent five years ago and just never came back. Smile. Uh, so That's yeah. right. Anime is leaders. <laughs> That's where you can find me. So, yeah. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, two weeks until the playoffs start. We're looking forward to it. Have a good day. Or night. I don't know when you're listening to this. Figure it out. Have a good time zone. Have a good time as zone. As long as it's mountain time zone. Um. No. <laughs>
Later. Adios. Adios.